Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. I want to speak to you from the topic today, Mothers, God's Extended Love on Earth. Can I talk to the ladies today? You know, the Lord, he's been speaking to me for the last couple, like last week, because Pastor Andy called me last week and said, what are you doing? You're coming to North Carolina. And my son was like, how dare he take my mother from me on Mother's Day? I was like, it's all right. I'll be back tomorrow. We can celebrate tomorrow. But um, I do feel like this is a very significant word that the Lord wants to drop into your hearts today. And I'm really asking the Holy Spirit to help me to help me deliver it because I am, I'm a teacher by nature. As you heard my, my promo, I'm, I have a master's degree in education, so I love to teach, but I can be sometimes very straightforward and in your face, and that's not the way that the Lord wants this message to be delivered. So I am asking the Father to help me because, you know, uh, can I just say one thing? You don't, you don't have to be a feminist. You just have to have femininity. You do, to be able to give from what God has created in me to be able to deliver it to the world. So I'm asking the Holy Spirit to really help me to step into the anointing of God and not necessarily my personality. Does that make sense to you? Because mm-hmm. there's some things that you can only get when it's served with honey. Y'all need to be beat up. You just need to be coached and loved. That's my assignment today. Because mommies play a significant role in humanity. It's the reason why we set aside and celebrate this day for all the mothers. And, you know, we have been given, us as women, the honor, the privilege to partner with men, with fathers, to provide a nest, a home, a place for children to feel loved and secured. And it is through this male and female perspective that we get to know God's love. Do you know that that's what God had from the very beginning? That was his absolute intention from the foundations of the earth is that from male and female perspectives, we would understand the love of God. He knew himself what he was doing when he made an expression of himself, when he created male and female in his image, because the male carries a significant characteristic of the father, but the female carries a very unique characteristic of the father as well. 
It's not sacrilegious. We'll get into that in a minute. But through us as mothers, we, we bring an important aspect of God's love to this earth. And when you recognize it as a woman, then you can really give to the world what it is that God has placed in you so that the kingdom of God is not just up there, but it's here on earth. Isn't that the prayer that we play? We pray? Yeah on earth as it is in, that's right. And so here's your first point. Your first point, which is so incredible about mothers being the extended love of God on earth is that he chose us to partner with him in the act of creation. Oh no, we thank God for you boys. I mean, you guys played a role. Yeah, 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 you, you helped. You did. But we as the mothers, we as women, we, every single person in this room and every single person who was watching online, every single one of us are here because of a mama. We were fed, we were grown, we were nurtured in the womb of a mother. God created Eve in the very beginning in his image. He created Adam and Eve both in his image. And he gave Eve a womb. And in this place, that's where the cooperation began. Think about that. For all of us who are mamas in this room, <laughs> if I ate Doritos and Fritos and drank beer and snorted cocaine the whole time that I was pregnant. I know that was kind of harsh, like, whoa, snorted cocaine. If I did all of that all throughout my nine months of pregnancy, the baby would come out looking all... In our womb, you were fed, you were grown, you were nurtured. I had to decide that what I was carrying was important. I had to decide that what is coming into the earth through me. Oh, come on, somebody. I carried you everywhere I went. If I wanted to, on one day, say, I'm tired of this. Let me take this belly and just sit it on the dresser. I'll be back. I'm going to work. No, 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 no. That baby was carried with me in me for nine whole... This is an extension of God's love on the earth. Because God wanted you to know what it was like to feel secured and loved and nurtured in a place of security and safety. Hmm. Do you know that scientific studies show that in the first three months of a woman's pregnancy, she is extending more energy than a non-pregnant woman mountain climbing? Did you know that? That means in those first three months, <laughs> all of the energy is going towards making sure that you and I were everything we were supposed to be. That the Father designed it that way. He created it that way because he wanted each and every one of us to understand that from the very beginning, from the very inception, from the very time of conception, I am going to care for you. I'm going to take care. I'm going to love. I'm going to secure you. I'm going to feed you. And Lord, thank God that the mommy cooperated 
with the plan of God. <laughs> so wh why? Why is the mother solely responsible for making sure? Because, you know, other people could have been like, you know, you really need to eat some salad. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, give me that salad. And then I go around the corner. Where is that beef? Give me a burger. I was a vegetarian when I was pregnant with my two children, and I craved beef the entire time. I'm like, what is this? Why am I craving beef? I didn't eat it, but I craved it. I could have decided that I wanted to do what I wanted to do with my own body. But no, if you had a good mama, she was like, okay, what, what's needed? What's needed? In, oh, do, do you see that this is what the father wants you to understand? Even as you are walking right now as a grown person, the father wanted you to understand that from the very beginning, before you even knew yourself, he knew you. He was talking to you through your mama. Hello, baby. How you doing? Can't wait to see you. You're so beautiful. Why? Why is the mother solely responsible for the way that we enter this planet? Because it is an expression of God. A good mom will think more about her baby than she does about her own welfare. And whether you arrived on this planet at an advantage or at a deficit solely rested on the responsibility shoulders of your mother. And the reason is because from way back in the beginning. So let's go all the way back. Look at Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. I know they're going to put it up on the screen for you, so let me read it for you. Here, here it is. This is what the father says about why the mothers are so desperately important and why we give the love to the planet and why we are an expression of the love of God. Because here it is. He says, I will put enmity between you and the, the woman. And between your seed and her seed, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise him on the heel. So right there in the very beginning that God's plan was the woman's responsibility to be the vehicle through which the enemy would be destroyed. That's why the enemy hates women. <laughs> oh, he hates us. Because he knows we have the creative power that he does not have. He knows that if he can, and I'm not giving him no glory. I'm just trying to make you aware. He knows that if he can destroy you before you even carry the Before the seat. And you know when he loves to do it? He loves to do it when we are little. He starts as girl. Because if he can get you to hate yourself. If he can get you to be insecure, if he can get you to doubt what it is that God has called, he already knows. See, when you came into this world, you already had a wound. You already had the potential to be creative and to express God's love on the planet. So he's like, if I, I don't need to destroy them, if I can just get to you, then what you carry... You're going to take whatever you think and whatever you know, whatever you believe, and you're going to give it right to that baby. You'll start before they even know themselves. 
They can hear you talking on the outside. Whatever you talk about, whatever you say, whatever you participate in, that baby's getting a part of, oh, come on. That's why the Lord is like, I don't need you to understand your importance on this planet. As a mother, one of the roles in which you operate in, because you will be the one who will determine whether or not that child can reach the mountain or feel like they are a failure for the rest of their life. Come on, ladies. Mm. We speak something into our child's life and they will rise to the challenge. They will become what we say. You know that there are different names of God and all of his names express characteristics about himself. Help me, Holy Spirit. And, you know, we know the ones, the regular ones, Jehovah Jireh. Our brother preached about it this morning. Well, spoke about it this morning when he was exhorting us. He, he said, you are Jehovah uh, the healer, Jehovah Rapha. Well, I want to give you three more names of God that I think apply to us. And it's really where we are in this season of what God is trying to do, I feel, especially in Christianity or in the world in and of itself. So the first word, the first name of God is the word Gavora, okay? It's where we get the name Deborah, the word judge, okay? And that's one of the names of God. And that name of God actually means discipline and restraint, okay? And most of us who have grown up in church I mean, that's, that's the kind of God we grew up knowing. We grew up with the God as a judge. He gonna, you going to hell with gasoline draws on if you make a mistake. Most of us got saved. We got scared straight into the kingdom. And so we know, we know Gavora. We, we know the discipline. When I grew up, it was grab a weapon, stand a post. 5 a.m., you better be in your... Discipline. You can't claim by promise what you don't live by principle. That's the Gavora. That, and it's a powerful name of God, and it is who he is. But then there's a second name of God, and it's Hesed, C-H-E-S-E-D. And that name of God actually means boundless, limitless, kindness, loving, and typically, what we associate is male characteristics with the Gavora and female characteristics for the Hesed. And it's true. I mean, it's very general because all of us, we all were created in God's image, whether you're a male or female. So you have both. You have the capacity, the male and the female. It's there. And a lot of times what happens is that if you've grown up Help me, Holy Spirit. In the Gavora, then a lot of times you'll throw that away because it's so stifling and sometimes it can be so controlling that we move into the boundless. Oh, God loves everything and it's everything. It's it's just so beautiful and he he loves and it's boundless. And it's, you know, those are the scriptures and Psalms where it talks about his loving kindness, that that's who God is, part of his characteristics. That's the chesed. That's that loving, boundless, never-ending, endless supply. You think about that, you think about moms, right? Because they say you, you got a face only a mother can love. 
You ever met a mother and you're like, oh, let me go see the baby. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. And she's like, oh, isn't he so adorable? <laughs> you're like, I kind of looks like a monkey. But to the mama, oh, he's so funny. I mean, I remember I used to just stare at my babies, just stare at them. They're so beautiful. The love of a mother. And we either fall into one of two categories where we're so heavy in the Gavora, where it's rules and regulations and the strictness, or we're just happy-go-lucky, just love, 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 just love you forever. But the third name of God that is the most important with the Gavora and the Hesed is the word Teferet. And the word Teferet actually means balance. I don't have time to get all into that right now because you got to ask Pastor Andy to bring me back. Bring your sister back another time because I'm working on this message that's called the beauty of balance. Oh, my God. It's rocking my world because that word teferet, that means balance. It also means beauty. So what is the Lord saying? The Lord is saying, yeah, there is this Gavor, there is this Hesed, but then there's Tepharet. There has to be a balance. If you don't have the balance, then too much of one is way too much. And too much of the other is way too much. Whether or not you're saying you're going to hell with gasoline draws on, or whether or not you say, it doesn't matter what you do, God's going to love you regardless. No, you need to be in the balance. I always wondered, like, why did God call certain women in the Bible beautiful? It's like God has a, like, who is God to be? Esther is beautiful. It's like, what does he mean by that? Well, I don't have time to go into the whole story, but there's a story in the Bible um, with, with Jacob. He has these two sisters. And trust me, when, he, when the Bible says that Rachel and Leah, that Rachel was beautiful and Leah was, it didn't have anything to do with looks on the outside. Because how could he have married one and not known? They had to have looked alike. They had to have similar qualities because he accidentally married the ugly one. So what was it? Rachel walked in balance because beauty it's balance. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I don't care if you've spent $1,000 on your weave all the way down to your red bottom shoes. If you are ugly on the inside, duh, you are not beautiful. We need to get back to back. We need to get back with women who understand the balance that they bring into the world and the love that they bring from the Father God through their being. They are the ones that bring the balance. Listen, if you can tout about how much you speak in tongues, but you can't speak to me, you are not beautiful. If you can't hear about yourself and know that your stuff stinks too and you can be confronted and you can always get in defensive and can't nobody tell me nothing. Listen, you are not, I don't care how beautiful you look on the, see man looks on the out. But God, there's a balance. God is bringing into the world this balanced understanding of who God really is. 
And he's trying to get us, you know, listen, this is not, it's not always even just a male and a female thing. It really isn't. Because you could be one who knows discipline and you be the woman and say, well, I'm really good at the checkbook. I know how to, I know how to save. And the, your husband, oh, yep, that's the balance. Okay, here, brothers, find a woman who brings you back. Women, don't get involved with somebody who's not giving you any balance. You got to have the balance because that is truly the nature of God here on earth. The world needs to see God in his fullness of forms and the fullness is him balanced. Uh. See, it's extremes in both directions and it needs to be corrected. It needs to be leveled. It needs to be balanced. The enemy wants to destroy you because of the seed. That's why you got to pray for your babies and your grandbabies. Sometimes my daughter will just be sleeping and I'll just sneak in her room and just lay my hand and just pray for her womb. Just pray for the children that are going to come through that womb. That they are going to continue the godly legacy that has been instilled in them from generation to generation. Ladies, we have got to get into understanding how us as women, that we bring God's kingdom here on earth. We are the ones that bring the balance. That's when you're beautiful. When you can speak the truth, but you know how to speak it in love. When you know how to hear about yourself and say, yeah, that's something I really need to work on. Continue to pray for me. When you say, no, I don't want to hear that gossip. I don't need to hear something negative about somebody else. I am not your trash can. Take it somewhere else. See, there is beauty. Mm, that's not my message. See, you got to understand the enemy is trying to destroy you. The enemy wants you. He wants to sift you as wheat. You are not subservient. You are not a doormat. You are not just an addendum to somebody else. No, you are a partner. You partner with God to bring the balance onto the earth and to love your children. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. You are God's partner. So first you have to understand that God has chosen you to be the partner. He has chosen to partner with you for it to come through you. Secondly, you have to understand that you are the first person that is given the responsibility and the opportunity to reflect God's love here on earth. You're the first. George Eliot said it this way, said, life began with waking up and loving my mother's face. The mommy's voice, the mother's face, it's the first thing that the child sees. It's the first thing that they experience. The first loving touch, the first loving voice. First of all, the voice is in utero. They, they hear your voice before anybody else's. They hear your voice the most. What are they hearing? What kind of words are you speaking over your child? What kind of words are you speaking at the workplace? What kind of words are you speaking to your family members? What kind of words are you speaking to your friends? Your words matter. We give the most vulnerable 
the ones that are being raised in our wounds, we give them the love and the security that comes from the Father. And you don't even have to know God in order to be a good mother. But guess what? When you do know him, you rise from just being a good mother to being a godly mother. It's amazing. If you had a godly mother in your life, if you had a godly mother that raised you, you can count yourself blessed because mothers are the first. We are the first. We are responsible to love and to care and to cherish and to let our children know who they are. Hmm. Look at Psalms 22. Look at Psalms 22, verse 9. I'm going to put it up there for me. Psalms. Chapter 22, verse 9. This is what David says. He says, yet you are he who brought me forth from the wound. You made me trust when upon my mother's breasts. So there is something within the child-mother relationship, even in the breastfeeding, that allows you to understand how to trust God. So you have to understand that God is not just your father. He's also your mother too. And I'm not being sacrilegious as I said earlier. Because the writer says, I learned how to trust you from where? My mother's breast. So the act of breastfeeding is one of the ways that God demonstrates his love and activates our trust. Did you know that breastfeeding is actually a healing exercise? That actually science shows that the baby, when the baby is sucking on the breast, the saliva in the baby's mouth actually speaks to the breast of the ailment that is in the baby so that the mother's body begins to make the antibodies that the baby needs because the baby just the, they don't, you can't even talk. You don't know how to talk. You ever been in the presence of God and you're just like, <sighs> the Lord's like, what? I can't even, if I had 10,000 tongues, I couldn't, I don't even know what to say. But the Lord is like, you know what? It's all right. You stay in my presence. You hold on to me. I will begin to manifest the miracle that you need in your life just because I am your father and I want you to trust me. And guess what? I'm not just your father, but I'm your mother too. So the antibodies that is needed in the baby's body will call it forth from the mother's breast. <laughs> you know one of the names of God is El Shaddai you know what El Shaddai means the multi-breasted one it's actually another you know you know we have the four different types of love I'm sure you guys are very aware of it you know you have the agape love which is God's 
unconditional love. You have phileo love, which is the brotherly, sisterly love. You have the eros love, which is the sexual type of love. But there's another love that, that is very rarely known. It's called storge love. Storge love is actually the love that is described that comes from the parental nurturing that's that kind of love. It's storge love. And mothers are the ones, we are the ones that provide this storge love to the babies. Not just the breast, the act of breastfeeding, but there are three ways in which we as mothers give this love to the children that the Lord has blessed us with. The three ways, number one, is eye contact. <laughs> it comes naturally from a good mother. That you just look, like I said, just stare. Like, just love you so much. Look how cute you are. Let me count all your fingers. Let me count all your toes. Let me just love up on you. And you just look and look. And they, they see your eyes. And that eye contact does something to a child's brain. <laughs> For babies, one of the most painful experiences is trying to get their mother's attention. They will do everything. <laughs> Scream, cry, fall out. I remember my son, Troy, he was little. He used to try to get my attention because he was one of those kinds of kids. You know, you have those different kinds of kids. One that just will play by themselves. That was Maya. She would play by herself all day. I would be like, you still alive? I come in the room? <laughs> hey, mom, I'm good. But my son, he'd be like, no, 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 come with me. Sit here. Be here. So he would just be like, mommy, mommy. And I'd be busy doing something. And he said to me one time, he was about two and a half. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And he said, I'll wait And I was like, dishes or eye contact? What, what? I can do them dishes later. That, that don't matter. The most, the eye contact, that is one of the ways that you let that human being know, I'm here. You're important. I've got you. You're not by yourself. You don't have to do this alone. How many of us fight with feeling like nobody cares and nobody loves me and nobody's there and nobody's, I ain't got no support. Huge part, you, you need to go back and ask the Holy Spirit whether or not your mother was sufficient enough in the eye contact. Because if you don't, then you have to ask Daddy God to make up the difference. If this message has blessed or encouraged you, feel free to visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast and learn more about WOCC or donate to the ministry. This enables us to continue to impact the kingdom in the best way possible. To heal that wound in you. So eye contact. The second one is touch. Touch is another way that mothers give our love, this unconditional love to the planet. The touch, my goodness, you don't even understand how important it is. For some of you, this is the, for some people, this is the only hug they get every week. This is the only touch. That's why we are the people of God. We're the church. We are the family of God. We are supposed to love on one another and hug, give a holy hug, the Bible says. And hold hands. That touch is so important. Scientific shows, scientific studies show that, that your skin will deteriorate when it's not touched. 
As a matter of fact, when babies are first born, they tell the mother, they say, take the baby and lay them skin to skin. Wrap them up inside of whatever clothing you have so they can feel that touch. Sometimes they, they just, you can just go into the hospital when they're preemies and they just, they, all they want you to do is just hold the baby. Just touch them. Because they understand that that skin to skin and that touch, it number one, it grows the nervous system. Secondly, it stimulates the immune system. And thirdly, it decreases the stress hormones that a baby may be feeling coming into this world, being in utero for nine whole months, and now out in the world with lights and camera and action, the touch is what helps secure them. They did a study. It was a, a Romanian um, orphanage where they said they were going to do a study where half of the orphans, they were going to hold and touch every single day, and the other, they were just going to make sure they get the bottle, and they were just going to, you know, just get, here, here you go, and feed them and make sure that they were they were good, but, but no skin to skin, no actual human, the kind of loving touch that's needed. Because they wanted to do the experiment to see how each group fared. But they couldn't finish it because all the babies who were never touched, they all died. That's how important touch is. So if you didn't have that from your mother then that's a deficit that the father needs to make up. The father God needs to come in and needs to make up the difference of that touch that brings the love. Psychologist Jamie Lee Corey, she said it this way. She said, nurturing, caring touch is an important building block in the developing not only a sense of self, but also a self that has value. So literally, when you touch your child, when you embrace them, when you give them more than enough, now you're good. Go sit down. Y'all need go sit down somewhere. You ever see that when you're like, geez, why are you so mean? Just not loving, not giving that loving touch. Do you understand that, that the father, he wants your children to understand his love through your expressions? It communicates that my being here on the planet actually matters. That I'm bringing value into this child's life. Ladies, I hope you're hearing me. As moms, we, we show this incredible aspect of God's character. How many of you all felt touched in God's presence this morning? Come on. That's that loving, that Lord saying, you matter. I'm your hiding place. I'm your safe refuge. The third one is loving words. Do you know the voice of the mother is the first voice we hear. It's the one we hear most in utero. It will determine what our atmosphere will look like outside of the womb. And I'm telling you that, that, that maybe you are not able to get from God what it is you need from him because you are lacking in storge love. And a lot of times when you're lacking in this storge love, this nourishing love that moms bring, that you, you usually end up trying to find it through toxic attachments. You're searching for something. You're looking for something. <laughs> because you did not get that from the mother that you were given. 
So we know that our job as mothers is, is never ending. It's, it's difficult, it's time consuming, but it's just so rewarding because you get to see what you birthed into this planet become who you say they can be. Where's my timer? I don't know where my time is. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Spoken like a true niece. I don't know. I don't know where the timer is. I got to know how, many, how much time I have. Can somebody tell me how much time I have? Because I, I don't want to go over. But I want to give you Galatians chapter. I have six minutes left. <laughs> he did this. I'm like, six minutes? Jeez. Fifteen. I got you. <laughs> Six minutes, six minutes. <laughs> I was like, I better speed up. <laughs> but that balance, y'all, we as mothers, this is what we bring. And we cannot get weary in our well-doing. Let's read that scripture in Galatians chapter 6. I just drop that in your spirit. You know it. You've heard it. But think about it, women, as mommies. This is the job that we have been given. Galatians. Galatians chapter 6. Here it is, verse 9. Verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, whatever a woman sows, that will she also reap. The one who sows to your own flesh, from the flesh you'll reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit, from that spirit will reap eternal life. So here it is. Don't lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. In due time, we can't give up. I remember I was having an argument with an individual and they're like, what do you think he's going to become? What do you think he's going to happen to him? How is he going to fare? I'm like, what do you mean how he's going to fare? He's going to be a man of God. He's going to be what God's called him to be. I'm going to keep speaking life. I'm going to keep speaking those things that be not as though they are. Because guess what? If he put him in my womb, that means the Lord has plans for him. And I need to be the expression of, I need my son and my daughter to know, I can do it. Why? You know that their mamas will go down to the grave, they, all the way to the end, believing you can do it. No other love like that. No other love where you can be crazy. And can I just say it this way? The balance is because you can give and give and give, but you, you got to have the balance. It, it can't be a thing where it's like, well, I'm just going to love you, love you, love you, no matter what, everything. No, there has to be a balance because I can't love you and be given to your crack addiction. Come on. Can't be like, well, I smoke the TV, mama. Where's that from? <laughs> Jungle Fever, Samuel Jackson. 
You ain't nobody trying to be that kind of mama where you don't know the boundaries and you don't know the balance where you just, oh, you just need, uh, mom, I'm going to the store to go buy some, some carrots. Yeah, okay, you're going to the store to buy some carrots. Here's $50 for some carrots, son. I love you. No. There is a balance. But we bring that beauty on the earth to give to our children. So we don't grow weary. So what is our job? <laughs> our job is, number one, to believe the best. We believe the best. Like I said, mamas, we, <laughs> you know how they say, you got to face only a mama can love, only. That is an expression of God's love on this planet. He's saying to you that no matter what you look like, I will always love you. No matter how crazy you get, I will always believe the best in you. No matter how off balance you can become, I am going to speak words of life over you until you finally wake up. How many times have you seen somebody get up and say, I am who I am because my mama believed in me? That is an expression of God's love here on earth. Because mothers, we carry that. So we believe the best. Number two, we pray the hardest. We call those things that be not as though they are. How many times, mothers, have you spoken something and in your head, you, you know deep down in your heart, this person that you are speaking to is nothing of what you're saying. But you're like, you know, and I know you're, gr you're great. You're an encourager. You just love everyone. You are just so kind. You is kind. You is important. You is nice. We are the ones, and then we, we take all those words, and then we go back into our prayer closet, and we're like, Lord, change them. Talk to them in the midnight hour. Sometimes I go down to that basement, and I got my hands with that anointing oil, and I just anoint his pillows and his, his blankets and sheets and shoes. Put some anointing oil on the bottom of them Jordans. Wherever you walk, the Holy Spirit will tell you, oh, can't, why can't I go into that? What is? I want to. I pray like, Lord, get him tongue-tied if it's a woman you don't even want him to be near. You all go, oh, blah, 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 blah. I, 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 I. You cute, but you can't talk. What? <laughs> Cha-ching. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, Holy Spirit, expose every lie, every deception, every falsehood. Let them look for their balance. Let them look for what you have for them. Arrest every foul spirit. Mamas, we pray the, come on. We call heaven down. If you're a godly mother who knows that your loving words and your touch and your eye contact and your storge love is bringing your children into their destiny. Ooh, Jesus. Lastly, we give the most. <laughs> oh, we give the most. Do we not? 
and don't and we'll do it again, again and again and again and again. Doesn't bother us one bit. Why? Because we are God's express. Even when it hurts us, even if we have to go without, even if it means that we have to sacrifice and lay it down, we're like, no, 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 baby, you go, you got it. No, you drive my car. Because <laughs> I want you to get there safe. Don't get in your little hoopty. Nope, get in my car. Why? Because we understand that if we can get to them the love of God that says you can be anything. You are not less than anybody. You are not, you are not a stain. On, no, no, no. You are worthy. You are valuable. This is who God has called you to be. Look in the mirror and say, hey, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. This is what we bring. And I'm telling you, if you didn't get that from your mama, I'm telling you right now, the Lord will bring mothers in your life that will make up the difference, whether it was a teacher or a grandmother or an auntie or a, a, a church mother. God will bring into your life the female expression of him on the earth so that you can be like, oh my God, Lord, Lord, you loved me through those people. Psalm 136 verse 2 says that God's loving kindness is everlasting. That's that chesed name of God. Everlasting. Bow your heads with me. My last point that I'll just say it out loud while your heads are bowed is that mothers move the hand of God. Oh, yes, we do. Mary moved the hand of God. She said, do whatever he says. Turn that water into wine. Hannah, she moved the hand of God. She said, give me a son. I'll give him back to you. The Shunammite woman moved the hand of God because she was faithful to the prophet. Mothers moved the hand of God. You have a special place because you are one of his expressions here on earth. So while your heads are bowed, I want to pray another prayer of strength for all the mothers in this room who have the awesome job of being one of God's expressions of love here on earth. Would you stand, mothers, one more time? I want to, I want to pray for you again. I want to pray that, see, it's one thing to do some things naturally, but it's a whole nother thing when you get a spiritual understanding behind it. Because once you get the spiritual understanding behind it, then you are doing it with full knowledge because you perish for a lack of knowledge. The only reason why mothers aren't good, because they don't know, when you know better, you do better. So come on, ladies, lift your hands because we need the grace. We do, I prayed it already, but we need... <laughs> Lord Jesus. Because sometimes it's a task. Sometimes it's a challenge for us to love the way that God loves. For us to give the way that God loves. For us to believe the way that God does. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, oh, Father, would you give these mothers 
the strength. The strength. The strength. To become who you have ordained for them to be. Oh, God. And whatever the enemy has tried to do in their lives, ooh, yes, that's it right there, to destroy them from being able to give what it is that you've already placed in us naturally when you created us in your image, I ask you right now to expose it, reveal it, destroy it in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to be the expression of who you have called for us to be here on earth. So give it to these mothers today in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, if you're also in this room, male or female, and you recognize that there were some deficits that you did not get growing up, and you want to acknowledge that and ask the Holy Spirit to make up the difference, you stand to your feet because God is going to show you. He's going he's, he's to show you how to, how, to, how to incorporate this stuff into your life. How to receive it so that you can be everything that God has called you to be. Father, we were raised by imperfect mothers. They were earthly. They did their best. They may have fallen down on the job in some areas. So God, we just need you right now to make up the difference. You said even when our mothers and our fathers forsake us, then the Lord will take us up. And then you will give us what it is that we lacked. The storge love that we lacked. So that we can become everything that you are ordaining for us to become. We thank you and we praise you for that right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Male and female. What we got and what we did not get. I'm asking right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Would you reveal it? Would you speak to us? Would you open up our hearts so that we can hear and know what it is that we need? We don't want any deficits. That's why Jesus came. That's why he conquered. That's why he took back the authority so that it could be given back to us, the rightful sons and daughters. So I'm asking for that right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And we all sit together. Take your seats for just one more moment. And I, I have the awesome privilege, Pastor Andy asked me to take up an offering for Liberty Park. And, and, and let me just say this. You know, what this church is doing to be an expression of God's kingdom here on earth, to show mothers what it means to love, to show families what it means to be family, to be there in sickness and in health, ups and downs, ins and outs. This is what Victory Park is going to be about. It's going to be a continuation of God's kingdom through this ministry. And so would you get your gifts together? I, I want you to think. I know you've already prayed. I know you've asked the Lord, what is my part that I'm supposed to play? Because this is your legacy. This is for your children and your children's children and their children to see that there is a place where they can come and they can be trained and nurtured and valued and loved and supported. A community that is built on the principles of the kingdom of God. All of your donations right now are gonna to go towards Victory Park. You can scan the QR code. I know you have several ways in which to give.
bow your heads and let me pray for this offering really quick because I, I need God to do a special fishes and loaves anointing on this because there's so much that's in the vision of what God wants to accomplish through this powerful ministry. And it's going to take all of us partnering together and then God adding his super on top of our natural. So Father, in the name of Jesus, haha, you blessed it and then you broke it. And then you gave it to us for us to distribute. So right now, as we partner, as we partner in the act of distribution of what you have given us in our own personal resources, I ask you to bless. I ask you to multiply. I ask you to increase. I ask, Father, that there would not be one need that this house is trying to accomplish that is not provided by these members who have a covenant connection to this place. I bless every gift and I bless every giver right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And we all sit together. Amen. Thank you all for welcoming me here today and for being in the house of the Lord. I appreciate you sitting and listening and, and receiving the word of the Lord. I pray it was a rich blessing to you. And I look forward to seeing you guys again. God bless you. Amen. Can you put your hands together for that rich word that we received today? Amen. Were you blessed? Were you blessed? Listen, we're about to go, but just a couple of reminders. Mothers, we do have gifts for you out in the lobby. We, have, we do have two picture stations to which you can take pictures to commemorate this day. In addition, we do have a booth out in the lobby that we want to honor our first lady, LaShawn Thompson. Can we put our hands together for her? The way you can honor her is to care about what she cares about, and that is uh, they have a walk for hope for, um, for the Kenya trip that is coming up, and she wants you to sign up uh, so that they can have uh, great funds to do great work in Kenya. Amen? Are you glad that you came to church today? Amen. Come on, let's stand to our feet if we could. Amen. I'm going to say what my dad used to always say when he pastored. If, if mama is anywhere on planet Earth, Earth, y'all heard me, call mama. I don't care, what, I don't care if, 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 if y'all fell out or whatever, call mama today. All right? If there's somebody in your life that's a mother figure, let them know. Thank you for mothering me. Thank you for me playing a part in my life. Amen. Let's lift our hands. God, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, for everything that was sung, everything that was said. We thank you, Lord, for the word that was sown in the hearts of your people. Now, now, God, we thank you, Lord, that you bless us on this day. Let it be a day of joy. Let it be a day of reconciliation. Let it be a day of restoration and our faith in you and each other. God, bless us on this week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you. Have a blessed, blessed week. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.